Welcome back to our final few minutes of the Bulls and the Bears Radio Hour, sponsored by Online Trading Academy. Once again, for those of you that have joined us somewhere in the middle of the show, I am Aaron Warby, and uh, I am joined today and almost every week by Nigel Cave. All right, uh, we want to finish up this hour discussing a couple of things. I always try and, uh, you know, I, I, I take it for granted that if I'm getting a question, a lot of people have that question. They just haven't a- asked it. Mm-hmm. And so um, lately there's been a political move, and especially among those, um, and, and Fox has made a big deal out of it. And so, you know, mm-hmm. if you've watched Fox or seen Fox in the news, then you might have seen this come up, and I've got a lot of questions about it. But uh, there's there's this push. President Biden um, has pushed to, to have what's called ESG as part of the determination as to what, um, especially uh, what retirement accounts, which account for the majority of money in the markets, uh, what they buy and what they hold in their portfolios. Okay. Uh, now there has been a bill that just went, you know, passed and hit his desk mm-hmm. that, um, that, I don't know, basically said, yeah, you, there's no need to look at ESG as part of the decision as to whether to put it in the portfolio or not. Okay. Mm-hmm. And President Biden vetoed it because he wants it, obviously. Now, ESG, and you're going to understand this when, when I uh, let you know what it is, but ESG stands for Environmental, economic, Social, govern- uh, and Governance. And Governance. That's right. Okay. And so basically what it is, is uh, he wants more money invested in companies that, um, that I don't know, are environmentally friendly, friendly, um, but also have, you know, social, uh, social standards that are agreed with, with, you know, I, I don't know what standard that is and, uh, and, and governance. Anyway, there's, there's something that puts you into the ESG. All right. So everybody is asking me, what do I think about this? Now, I try not to get involved in the political, you know, in whatever political thing is because because they can't even agree with themselves, <laughs> Yeah, you know. Um, but I do have to get involved and, and at least to give an opinion when I'm seeing things like this. My take on it is I want everybody to have, you know, to work towards, I mean, you know, who, who likes smog? Yeah. Right? So I want people to be more environmentally conscious, but do it in a way that actually makes sense to the entire environment, not just going along with what is the latest and greatest. Well, and and so for this whole thing, Mm. saying that you're going to invest in certain companies that only meet these requirements, your purpose of your retirement account is for you to make a good rate of return so you can retire. If this doesn't provide that... This is a bad investment. Okay. And, and so that's where, yeah, that you, you've cut to the chase because you're exactly right. You Sorry, know, that's the first thought that came to my head. And I was like, I don't even know what the rate of return on is on this thing. But if it's not any good, I'm not getting anywhere near it. <laughs> well, and, and that's kind of the issue that, that we're facing, right? Uh, we're being strong-armed, or at least that's, that's the fear that these retirement accounts are going to get strong-armed into putting money towards these things, uh, even though they're not performing as well as other things. Uh, which, you know... I, it, it looks like is exactly true and usually comes out somewhere to some degree in that, in that vein. So don't, don't they, I mean, this is like, um, the, the lie that's been sold about mutual funds, right? 
Is well, this similar? Like, hey, put okay. it here for these reasons that aren't necessarily beneficial to you, but they benefit someone else. All right. I don't know. You know, the, the, there is, I don't, I don't know of any laws out there that say that retirement accounts have to hold mutual funds. Many of them do, but... 401ks, that's the only thing you can do. That's all in. that 401ks do. That's, yeah. that's true. So that's kind of a law, I guess. Yeah, okay. Okay. A regulation? I but, don't know. Yeah. What you want to call these it? retirement accounts, you know, I don't know that mutual funds do ESG, but individual companies do. And yeah. so when the retirement account is, is saying, all right, what do we want to put into our mutual fund? Or what do we want to put into the 401k? Mm-hmm. Well, the things that go into the 401ks, the mutual funds or, or funds of any type, then they're supposed to, under whatever law is trying to get changed here, um, look at this ESG and say, all right, I've got to give the benefit to the ESG and put that in, even though it's not performing as well. All right. Now, the problem is, is that our current retirement accounts. Do you know what the average person at uh, 65 has to retire on? $265,000? No, that's what the average 401k. 401k at 65 is. Oh, is it like 310, 320? 460. Oh, okay. All right. 460. Guess what is not going to be very good if you've got 460 and you're trying to retire for 20 years? Well, and your inflation is at 6% a year. <laughs> yes. Retirement is not going to be the dream that you thought about, you know, you, you hoped for if that's what you've got to retire on for 20 years. And so if we've already got a system that is failing in retirement as it is putting extra, you know, tying its hands behind its back even more than, than they're already tied is probably a bad idea. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ESG, not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that I don't want people to be environmentally, socially, governance minded conscious. Yeah. But in my particular retirement accounts, I don't know that that would be at the top of my list. If I saw two companies and one was ESG, but you know, losing money every year and another one was making money every year and they didn't have that ESG sticker. Yeah. I'd take the one that's making money. Cause you're right. There's only one reason to have money in the market and it's not to support some environmental, uh, cause. It's to make you money. Yeah, it's that well, money should be making you money. And this is the same argument I have against people who come through our doors or I meet in public or whatever it is who say, you know what, I just love this one company and they just yeah, great. can't get over it. And I'm like, that's that's fantastic. Is it making you money? Yeah. And they're you're, like, well, you're thinking of Alibaba. I'm, I'm thinking of Alibaba. <laughs> I'm thinking of Tesla. I'm thinking of anything that people get overly in love with. And basically look at, they, they remove all negatives and they're like, but it's a good company. It will grow eventually. That doesn't mean if it doesn't yeah. grow for four years and you lose money, that's not a positive. You wasted four years. So it's it's like, I think that we kind of as a society don't look at investing maybe the way it should be looked at or the way that wealthier people well, look at it. Yeah. So most people under, yeah, here's here's my opinion on that, on that subject. Most people um, approach investing knowing that they want to make money. Okay. People that fall in love with Tesla fell in love with it because maybe they put a little bit of money in it back in, I don't know, 2016. And it turned into a lot of money Mm -hmm. from that little bit of money. Right. They invested a thousand and it became, I don't know, six, 7,000 in a very little bit of time. Mm -hmm. And now they're enamored with the stock. Same thing with Alibaba. And so that they, they know that it should make them money. The problem is, is that not every company that goes straight up and then comes back down is going to go straight up again. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you think about it critically, 
you can fall in love with it because it's done the right thing, but it only did it once. Is it going to do it again? Yeah. Um, yeah. I fall in love with the investments that make me money, not individual companies. <laughs> yeah. I fall if, in love with percentages. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care what the company is. <laughs> Matter of fact, it could be a company that I've never even heard of. And as long as it is making me money, I'm fine. Yeah. In fact, you showed me one today and I thought, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, there and there's there's 8,000 plus stocks out there for you to go look at. You're not going to know probably what half of them are. Right. That's okay. <laughs> if they can if they are money making tools. large cap large caps. Yeah, You're not even talking about the small caps. Yeah, I'm talking about tradable ones. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the pennies. Yeah, Ooh, exactly. The pennies. Yeah, the pennies, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, but you're exactly right. You know, because we don't have the financial intelligence that we should because we've never been trained, because the market has changed and the strategies have changed with them, but it's never been updated in our own minds, we tend to make bad decisions. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the bad decisions that still perpetuates is buy and hold. Okay, not even Warren Buffett is buying and holding anymore. Yeah. Uh, Buy and hold was great back in the 70s through the 90s. But since then, it sucked. Did you know if you were buying and holding from 2020 Till now, do you know what your rate of return was if you were doing the buy and hold in the S&P 500? Ooh, it's got to be like... Mm, 4.1% per year. Yikes. Just 4.1%. Now, I know that if you look at it and you average out the year over year, mm-hmm. you're going to come up with 8.19% or even 9%, something like that, okay? Yeah. But that that um, is actually taking traders' numbers, which is figured out year over year, Mm-hmm. And tried to average it out to what it would it might look like if you were, you know, if you were doing a buy and hold. Mm-hmm. But the real return, if you were to take a hundred thousand uh, in two thousand and hold it till now and figure out the rate of return in twenty twenty three, yeah, four point one percent. And that's not including if you have a financial planner that you're paying money to every year, right? That's exactly right. And Yikes. so, you know, doing that doing that kind of a strategy is very detrimental when. When if you're going to retire well, you need something closer to the 8% or even the 6% that's advertised, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's advertised in the mutual funds. And by the way, the um, S&P 500 beat all of the mutual funds during that period Mm -hmm. by 3.52%. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the reality is, is that you're, you're using a strategy that was built in an era where that strategy made sense and it no longer makes sense. You've got to do something different. If you want to learn those strategies, we teach them and we're very anxious to share them. We teach them in both our free class and our three-day class. So if you just want to see how things work, come to our free class. All right? Register for it. We've got it at a location near you and it's available at uh, different times of the weekend, different times of the day even. Uh, The number is 8448-TRADER. That's 844-887-2337 or text the word WEALTH to 25029. If, on the other hand, you know that you want to get involved, you're going to start trading, you're going to start investing and doing it right, give us a call and get into our three-day class. It's a market timing orientation class and it's wonderful information. And this is an education system that's been around for a long time. We know what's going on in bull markets and bear markets. Number again, 8448-TRADER. That's 844-887-2337 or text dollar sign 99 to 25029. That's dollar sign 99 to 25029. We'll see you next week.